0: break now, um, in today's portion in the uh, Chumash, we learn out in the Gemara, uh, actually the Gemara we're studying during this series of Omer, the Gemara says there that A person does not uh, transgress a uh, or commit a sin unless a spirit of foolishness uh, enters him. It's almost like a, 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 some silly kind of idea that enters the mind uh, and that causes the person to sin. So, what does it mean? So, Chassidus extensively, al and Tanya, and then later on, we say, what, what is this thing that we're talking about that there is a uh, a silliness uh, that a person commits a sin? Mostly people would think that you commit a sin because uh, you fail, because you're attracted to it, or something uh, uh, you know, that uh, you like to, you like it, but why, why, is, why are we saying that it's a, a spirit of folly? There's a, a foolishness about this. So he explains like this. He says, we find something very interesting. You find people, and throughout history, unfortunately, the Jewish history was full with uh, many cases in which Jewish people were forced uh, to uh, To try to join other religions. They're forced to leave their religion. And we find that even people who, in their uh, daily life, were not observant. They didn't do all the mitzvahs. They didn't uh, uh, keep uh, the mitzvahs. And uh, they weren't sort of what we call, they weren't religious. But yet, when people wanted to force them to... Uh, convert to another religion or to worship idols, to denounce God, God forbid. They didn't do it, even at the price of costing them their life. Even at the price of their life, they didn't. They didn't give up and they stuck stuck it out. You know, we have a lot of a lot of stories like that. And the question is, someone who is not observant, who doesn't seem to care about Hashem and His mitzvahs and the Torah. So why would He, or why would she, why would they give up their life for idolatry or something like that? Why, why, why would they do that? I mean, they don't seem to care about God. Uh, why, would, why are they ready to sacrifice and give up their life for something which they, it doesn't seem that they believe in? And the way the al explains this is that but the truth of the matter is that even these people who are not observant really they're very much connected to God they're very, very much connected to God and when it comes to a moment of truth uh, when it comes to a moment in which their actual connection to God is challenged because they're telling them, you know, change your religion then it really touches them and then they won't do it because inherently and really deep down, they don't want to be disconnected from God. The only thing is that during the normal course of, of events, during the regular days, they don't think that they are being disconnected from Hashem. They don't think that that is a disconnection to Hashem. They think, you know, uh, I'm still connected and I can still do you know, as I please. I don't have to do all the mitzvahs, They don't have to do the Torah, and I still stay connected. That is, as the al Rebbe explains, that's a spirit of foolishness, because the truth of the matter is, anytime you do something against what Hashem wants, you are disconnecting yourself from Hashem. So therefore, that's why, that's how the al Rebbe interprets, sh'tus, it's a spirit of folly, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a silliness, because if a person realized that a that if he does something which is against Hashem's will, he disconnects from God, and if he realizes when he does a mitzvah, he connects with Hashem, then he really wants to do that, because everybody, every Jew, really wants to stay connected to Hashem. And as the previous Rebbe writes in his memoriam, his last Mimer, uh before he passed it on, on the yuchvat that he gave out to study for that Shabbos, he wrote that just like that there is uh, a spirit of foolishness In the negative side, there's also a spirit of foolishness in the positive side. Sometimes you can act, in a way, foolishness in the way of your connection to God, which is the other (coughs) extreme. In a way, it makes up for the other kind of foolishness, he quotes from the Gemara. We find that sometimes in the course of trying to have a groom and a uh, bride to rejoice them, they acted in a silly way just to bring them joy. So he brings out, there is... Uh, sometimes beyond the intellect, there is below the intellect. And uh, the way to make up, sort of, to go to the other extreme is by serving Hashem totally with everybody beyond the intellect. But that's what we find is that no matter what, no matter what a Jew does, he still remains connected, he's always there, and when you sort of scrape that, and you remind him, and when you scrape you can see that beautiful flame, that love to God, that love to mitzvahs, love to the people, love to Eretz Yisrael, do the whole thing, all of it together. You can see that that comes out in a very open, a very revealed way. And I guess as we prepare for Matan Torah, uh, before the Torah was given, it's time to once again consider our bind, our connection to Hashem, No, our marriage contract, we're going to get married again, we're going to stand. God is the husband, the Jewish people are the wife. The Torah is the ketubah, is the marriage contract. And we're going to be uh, connected again, be in in such a connection that is going to be eternal and strong. Baruch. Arvit.